welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Rumble Tough. The Rumble Tough Breeze is a top-of-the-line breast pump with a rechargeable battery that fits in the palm of your hand. Uh, we will hear more from our sponsor later, but you can always check out our sponsor page at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. See if you can give them any of your business if you need anything because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And we are on Patreon and we hope to see you there. We have um, a lot of cool things happening like ad-free episodes and mini demos and our Revolution Parenting episodes and so many things, little discussions and just it's a nice private community. And our new patrons are Allie M, Lori D, Selena A, Allison O. No, wait a minute. This is just, yeah, 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 that's right. I thought I was in the wrong. Okay. Joy H, Trisha F, Alyssa W, Ilana M, Caitlin P. I think I'm repeating people, but that's okay. We've had a few, a few new people. Yeah. It's fun. So check out the very, very top link in the notes, wherever you're listening from. If you can't find that, just head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Check out our wall of fame. That's also one of the perks is you get put on the wall of fame if you join. Uh, And we are still hosting our ongoing giveaway for reviews around the internet. If you uh, could leave a review on iTunes or anywhere else that you listen to this podcast, if you can leave reviews or stars or whatever, send us a screenshot to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com and we will send you a goodie bag. Oh, along with your address. Yes. That's helpful. Um, And now Diane has our review of the week. I do. And it comes from, I did smash bugs. I love that. That's Uh her name on here. I I did did smash bugs. I happened upon this podcast and it came at the perfect time. I feel validated in my new breastfeeding journey and I couldn't wait to share with my sister-in-law who was also expecting. Wish I discovered them before I gave birth. That's always like the repeating thing we hear. I wish I discovered before I gave birth. And, uh, Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing. And I'm glad you found us. And thank you for the review and all the things. And I hope that your sister-in-law is listening and enjoys it as well. Um, I love it that you guys are pregnant at the same time or having babies around the same time, I should say. That's so amazing. Because, yeah, I love it. That's so fun. I wish I had that. I know. Me too. Oh, that's really great. And um, And yeah. So you got a goodie bag for that. Just that little review. <laughs> and smashing bugs. It's so easy. And, and smashing bugs. Yes. Smashing bugs. And every single friend of mine is like, oh my God, catch catch it and put it outside. I do that. I'm yeah. like, uh-uh. It doesn't happen in my house. I know. My girlfriend always yells at me about that too. I do. I try to catch them and put them outside. Ugh. Oh, I can't do it. Ugh. Depends on what it is. If it's a stink bug, it goes down the toilet. But the other stuff I try to... But yeah, but this isn't necessarily a podcast about bugs. No, it's not. I could talk no. about bugs all day, though. Oh my god, that's so funny! And it's my like hatred a- of bugs. I mean, yeah. I understand they're an important part of the ecosystem, so don't email me and yell at me. I, get it. <laughs> I don't like kill they- bees or anything. But if they're in my oh, house, if a bug's in my house, I'm like, okay, 
you know. Oh my God. We had, and this is totally off, to, off topic, obviously, but a couple <laughs> of years ago, we had this spider that was living in the corner of the window. Oh my God. You sent me a picture of that. I remember that. Didn't I? Yeah. Cause my yes. son named him. Cause it had like five <laughs> flies in its web. And that, like my, my son was like, I saw it come out and he stomped out and he tackled his fly and he carried it away. He goes, it was, he named him Igor. <laughs> he was like, so such a badass. He was really a badass spider. But yeah, we, I think that was during Jack's spider phase though. Cause wasn't oh. like Jack in a huge spider phase or something. Oh And that's yeah. why I sent it to you maybe. Yeah. That could be. He was probably at the right age for a spider phase. Yeah. But so, yeah. I don't, yeah. So, yeah. I don't, if they're up in the corner and they're catching flies, fine. Right. That's but why we like live. And yeah. those centipede things. Uh-uh. Oh, gr- Ugh, no, I can't deal with I them. have like childhood trauma over those. My bedroom was yeah. in the basement. They were everywhere. And my Ugh. walls, my walls were polka dot from oh, smash God. marks. There were oh, so many. The place was just crawling with them. My dad would do, my dad would fire off bug bombs every once in a while and we'd go out to dinner. <laughs> oh my God. And we'd come back and there'd just be like fucking carcasses everywhere. Oh my it was God. so terrible. And now I can't. Uh, I just like, I'm brought back to like being 10 in the basement by myself when I see Yeah, one. no, that would not go well for me at all. No. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Thank you to everybody who came out in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, that was, that awesome. was so fun. It was really yeah. fun meeting everybody. Do a shout out to that. That was if really. If we have fun. any new Cincinnati listeners, welcome. It was so good to see you. I know. I know. There was lots of fun people there. So thanks for coming out in the pouring rain. That was fantastic. Yeah, and we're going to be in Indianapolis on August sixth. So um, that's also a top link in the. I know not yeah. everything can be a top link, but there, there's two at the top. One for Patreon and one for Indianapolis. So definitely let us know. All the other babies and bumps too. Oh, and yeah, Mm -hmm. you can go to all of them. They're all over the place. Diane and I won't be at all of them, but they're fun. They're fun. Some good info there. So definitely check it out. There really is some good info there. There's some sketchy information, like especially with like sleep and stuff. You have to be careful. Just come to us for that. I know. (laughs) We'll set that. We'll hook you up up with the science. But today we're going to talk I guess about we'll talk about, I guess we should do our episode now. I know. We're kind of like stalling because this is such an upsetting episode, I feel like. Yeah. Do kind we tell upsetting. where the story came from? I don't know if we should. We Yeah. Okay. Well, we can do that. It came from somebody who works for one of our sponsors. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... She was going to come on and talk about it, but she didn't want to come on in person and talk about it. So she gave us her story to talk about. And it's really upsetting. Yeah. She like recorded like herself telling the story. So she was like telling us a lot of details and stuff. And even just in the recording, she was getting upset, and which may be just part of, you know, not everybody likes to come on a podcast and talk, but like, especially to talk about something that was so extremely traumatic, just mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. So we were like, just, you know, write it out or record something and then we can just talk about it without. Because she wanted, you know, she wanted the episode to be made so that we could get information out to other people. Yeah, some awareness. And especially if there's anybody else that's going through it so that you know you're not alone. But hopefully, and all I could keep thinking of as I was reading it and well, and listening to her talk about it was 
that now with new laws that are passed, because this was a few years ago that she experienced this, and now there have been laws passed, more laws passed, to support parents pumping in the workplace. This is not happening, but it wasn't that she couldn't pump. That wasn't that wasn't the problem. The problem was the the abuse she sustained from her coworkers, which is also against the law. I want everybody to know that that if you're experiencing abuse from your coworkers because you're pumping, that is you can report them for that. That is against the law. It is against the law and the problem is that we have all these pumping laws, but the laws, the laws are not, you know, like, like you said, like, there's so many loopholes available in this. And I know that the laws have advanced a little bit, but it really doesn't matter because workplaces, if they want to find a loophole, they will, you know, they can really be petty. And I know a lot of people come from really supportive workplaces and that's awesome. That's how it should be. Um, but some places are just really petty and it has to do with the people who are working there. Maybe there are bullies in the administration who are just, that's how they operate. Um, and, you know, not everyone has like this, this nice place to go. I mean, there was another right. person who, her story is on my blog, actually. And she... I'm not going to read the whole thing because, you know, it's too long. But um I'll get back to that in a second cuz I got to figure out how many detail how many details she gives. But she was absolutely um harassed at her job too. And it it wasn't that she wasn't allowed to pump. They were just making it really difficult mm-hmm. for her. And so that's like that's the loophole, right? That's like that's like, oh, yeah, no, we're letting you pump. You know, stop complaining. Okay, yeah, she comes right out and says it in the blog that she's a Chicago police officer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you go, it's the it's the latest blog on my blog at thebadassbreastfeeder.com. You can read her whole story. Um, she has tons of pictures, too, and, and just, like, the crappy-ass places she had to pump and the horrible way that, harassing way that people were treating her. Um, anyway, yeah, people go through this all the time. Yeah, and the, the one terrible. to our story of this sponsor employee, it was not the sponsor, by the way, that was treating her this way. No, we would not like even no. do no. that. But it almost just as bad. She was working in a hospital on a mother baby unit. Yes, I know. And I always find that ironic because I feel like that is a place where a lot of people have a hard time. Yeah. I feel like that's a really common place. Like nurses, you know, other employees of hospitals and mother baby units that are that are just like I don't, it's so stupid. And yeah. then you these places are like really harassing and giving people a hard time about being a mother and having a baby. You know, I It's insane. When I worked it, it is. And when I worked at the hospital, I remember one of the nurses came up to me to ask me about something. About with pumping and because she was pumping and I, I can't remember what, you know, what exactly it was, but I remember saying something to her like, oh, you shouldn't have a problem pumping here. And she goes, oh, you'd be surprised. And I was like, what? Like so naive. Ugh. I was so naive because I was like, 
what are you talking about? This is a freaking mother baby unit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And it's just like, I should know better being the IBCLC on the floor, but I was just assuming know. Yeah. that everything was, that everything was fine. And it just, so, I mean, this getting back to our, you know, to our story here, yeah. she was, you know, pe- she did say that people told her that she should sue and she's like, who the hospital? Because the hospital wasn't the problem. The problem was the people that I was working with. Yeah, these individual the people that were just bullying. Because and she was on be a like, new unit. Right. And there was new administrators and new coworkers and nobody really knew each other. And and, and the other thing, they had her come back early. Oh, I was gonna say that. She got sixteen weeks of maternity leave. And they called her early. I don't remember if she said how early. I don't remember. But yeah. She got called in. They were like, they're short staffed. We need you to come back. Um, she wasn't healed yet. And she had um she was having uh she had she had some problems with her birth or something. I can't even remember now where she why she had such a she was in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. She had to go back on light duty because she couldn't she was advised not to stand for too long. Yeah. Like she was really, she was still very um, not healed from the birth and was having like extra problems to where she was in physical therapy and having to recover, you know, more than just the normal way people recover by resting. And she wasn't even the only person pumping. No, she wasn't. But But apparently, which did did she happen to mention if the other person was getting a hard time too? She didn't mention that, but I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. I can't assume. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe she she did say too. She goes, "I feel like they didn't know everything. Like the the people that were working there. She goes, it was new new staff. Nobody knew each other. They didn't know that I was still recovering. They didn't know that I was supposed to be on light duty. So they could have just been thinking that she was a slacker." Yeah. Too that she wasn't pulling her weight, she wasn't doing her work, mm-hmm. and they were doing things like because everybody's probably like, "What were they doing?" They were doing things like trying to catch her. They were like, "Oh, you're not really pumping when you're going away when you're going to pump." So they were trying to do things to catch her in the act of not pumping, even Which though she was really pumping because she was constantly pumping, not constantly, but anytime she was on a pumping break, she was pumping. So they would do things like burst into the room like you know without knocking the pumping room i'm busy you know whatever don't enter pumping going on they would just burst in and one time yeah the one time that one person jumped burst in and the door like ricocheted off the wall or whatever just like burst in just like aggressively and was like what are you doing your patients need you yeah she told her i've been calling you Oh, yeah, I've been calling you over and over again, and you're not answering your phone. Your clients are calling. And she would look at her phone, and there'd be literally nothing. No missed calls. And she would go to the front desk and say, did I miss any calls? And they were like, no, no. She went to her patients. Did you need anything? No, we didn't call for you. Yeah, and she would say, she would go around to every, because apparently it wasn't a very busy unit. It was a new unit. And there were mm-hmm. like 10 patients there when normally there's like 30. 
And she would go around and she would say, okay, I'm going to take a pumping break. Do you need anything before I go? And she also mentioned, like, mind you, pumping breaks are 15 or 20 minutes. It's not four hours. They were trying to take pictures of her. They were like, yeah, trying to take pictures, trying to. Oh, they were looking through her stuff. Mm -hmm. They were going through her personal items. And it's straight up like harassment. Yeah. But, you know, like she said, you're just trying to keep your job. You know, when you have a job and the the job that you need, you're not thinking like, I'm going to sue you or I'm going to, you know, you're just like, first of all, you're already in this extremely vulnerable place having a new baby and you're back at work and you're trying to pump and people are harassing you. Like, you're just like, scared and confused and stressed out and you are just like oh my god i'm gonna lose my job what an awful and, place know, to be yeah what a horrible what's such horrible people Ugh. so let's take a break and we're going to talk about because she gave some advice yeah she did for people going through this and then i definitely want to talk about the chicago one too a little bit um yeah Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Rumble Tough. The Rumble Tough Breeze is a top-of-the-line breast pump with a rechargeable battery that fits in the palm of your hand. The powerful motor lasts 2,000-plus hours and has a two-year warranty. The memory button allows you to record your most effective pumping session and recall it anytime you wish. Combine the breeze with the Rumble Tough Go Cups and you're pumping hands-free and on the go. Every Rumble Tough pump user qualifies for free pumping support with an IBCLC. Because they care, you also receive uh, in your pump bag a manual handle kit to convert your electric pump into a manual pump for free. You should not have to figure it out alone. Let the experts help you get the support you deserve. Additionally, every pump box includes a flange fit ruler so you can determine which of, which of the 15 flange sizes they offer will fit you best because nipple size does matter. Check out their entire line at rumbletuff.com. That's R-U-M-B-L-E-T-U-F-F.com. And use code BADASS for 20% off of your purchase. And also check through your insurance if you can receive this pump through your insurance. Um, and all our sponsor today and the promo code can be found in our show notes uh, under this episode, wherever you're listening from. And you can also find it at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And over there, you will also find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So she also said that, you know, HR was involved but again, this was a new unit, new administration, new people, but did have HR involved. But she said by the end of this process, she was like pumping drops because we know that like yeah. the stress level can really tank your supply and really make things difficult for you. But how are you supposed to go and pump when people are trying to, they're going through your things, they're trying to take pictures of you not pumping, they're bursting in on you while you're trying to pump. How is that a relaxing environment? No, you literally are just going to be, you're not going to be able to have a letdown. You are going to be so tense and so 
just so stressed out that your body is not going to be able to just to let down. Yeah. Which is going to impact your supply over time. And you're not going to be able to pump what you need. And that's what happened with her. Um, She had that, you know, she had that problem. And she was like, I just can't imagine being in a pump room trying to pump and somebody bursting in and trying to tell you that you were needed when you're not and trying to, you know, catch you not doing your job, which she was doing and coming back early to this abuse too. She came back early to help them out. She could have said no. Yeah. And this is what she gets. Right. For doing that. So she did give some advice. Plan ahead. Know the policy, have an agreement and get it in writing. And that is really great advice. That is really, really great advice. And this is stuff that you can do before coming back to work. This is stuff you can do while you're still pregnant is to, you know, say, hey, I'm coming back to work. I have so much time, this much time off. When I come back, I need to, you know, make sure that we have our our system together for pumping. How is this going to work? And do it via email. With your whoever it is, whether it be HR, whether it be, you know, your supervisor or both even HR department, super, if, if you do have an HR department and your supervisor so that everybody knows, okay, I'm coming back. I'm going to be pumping. This is what I need. This is how it's going to work. You know, they're supposed to technically, they're supposed to come to you and say, oh, okay, so you're coming back and you're going to be pumping. Here's your room. This is what, you know, but that doesn't happen. They don't know. They have no idea what's going on. A lot of times they're not even mm-hmm. aware that these r- laws have passed, these new laws. So they don't even know. So it is important for you to say, look, I need a space. I need a private space with a lock on the door, preferably. Um, and, you know, I need to just so that people are aware that this is what you're going to be doing. And that way, if you run into trouble with employees, you're backed up by your supervisor and by HR because they know where you're supposed to be. Um, and definitely just, yeah, definitely get it in writing. That's so important. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is so important to do that because she really, and, and like we said, she, I mean, and you could see how visibly upset she was when she was and talking totally, about it on the video. Yeah. And she even said like, it was, it's been years since this has happened. And she's still so traumatized by it. Yeah. I mean, we just cannot underestimate how traumatizing this is for people. Now, when we talk about the Chicago police officer, I mean, that's kind of a different situation because she wasn't going to lose her job over that, which means you really are just stuck there dealing with it. Right. Not that anybody wants to lose their job. Because you just want to go to work and do your job the way you're supposed to. But she's covered by a union, which obviously was not doing anything for her. Which is even worse, I think. Not worse, worse. But you know what I mean? Like, Right. You have they're a supposed whole, to be you're protecting supposed her. to have this. But yeah, right. They're um, supposed to be protecting her. Yeah. I mean, I suggest reading this post because she's a great writer and actually makes it funny a couple of times. <laughs> Like yeah, I, she did. Was, I yeah. burst out laughing a couple of times. Yeah. Um, 
But she would, just to give you an idea of what she went through, she would be uh, sent to pump in co-ed locker rooms next to urinals, um, storage rooms with work boots that people would leave because they didn't want to bring them home, which gives you an idea of how disgusting they are. Yeah. Um, She would have to pump right in front of everyone, like in a female locker room, Um, storage rooms with garbage and old office supplies. There's a picture of one where the, um, the like drywall or the paint or whatever is like um, dripping or falling onto her pump stuff. Um, At the edge of sinks next to um, rid bags where people leave their like sweaty, disgusting stuff that they also don't want to bring home. Um, Let's see. That's where people leave things where they're, if they're doing like, the police department like if you go and do um you know like you're raiding houses or you're doing search warrants like you wear your crappiest clothes right to those things (laughs) and then you take them off and you leave them there that's where she was pumping yeah like didn't she even have pictures of her pumps parts like on top of a urinal oh yeah 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 like disgusting all the pictures are here yeah there you can look um they suggested sometimes when she tried to advocate for the for herself, she'd be like, "Well, they'd be like, well, you can pump in the back of a squad car." Yuck! How fun! Yeah, next to um, the criminal, and then <laughs> that would be fun. Are they going to be in there or not? I know. Um, she, they would sometimes say, you know, she'd be like, "I need a pump," or you know, my pumping time, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." Or they would schedule her pumping breaks like kind of right next to each other, and then she would have the rest of a twelve-hour shift where she wasn't allowed to pump, which is kind of useless. Yeah, and illegal. And then, yeah, um, <laughs> this is one of the sentences: when the male supervisor, let's call him Sergeant Hot Dog, from the <laughs> above scenario, was questioned about his behavior, he denied any ill intent and claimed that the only reason my break was delayed was due to the chaos of riot. This was probably like um, a couple years ago during a couple years ago during the um, George Floyd incidents when people were protesting. Mm -hmm. Um, On that particular day, we spent 12 hours in a passenger van alternating watching videos on our phones and naps. It is true that we were on standby in case violence erupted, but at that point, the protesting and the looting had largely ended. Um, On the same date, our caravan, led by Sergeant Hot Dog, drove approximately 9.2 miles to have lunch at Portillo's, a restaurant known for their hot dogs, hence the name. But we did (laughs) not have time to go to the station so that I could pump when needed. Um, The worst part of the above story is that Sergeant Hot Dog is actually one of the few co-workers who at least verified the events occurred without admitting guilt, of course. When questioned, nearly all the other officers and supervisors who participated or witnessed incidents of discrimination claimed that they could not recall that it occurred. Let's call them collectively, officer can't recall. (laughs) Uh, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, it's, you know, she's so funny and I know her. I know her, her, she goes to, uh, well, whatever. I know her. Um, And she is just, She's like 
I don't know. I mean, she's she's so sweet and she's also a total badass. And like, why are you trying to harass this person? Like, I'm sure she's good at her job. I'm sure she's like a really great employee. I mean, I just know her and I think that she is. There's no reason to do this except that you are just being petty. Mm-hmm. Control. There's really no... Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's just awful. Um, and these are two people who work in the service industry. Yeah. They're giving themselves to... to they, are, they are in a job where they are giving so much of themselves to others. And asking for very little in return. And this is like what they get. Right. And she says also at the time that this was actually her, her previous... Her second to last baby. She's now pumping and breastfeeding her second baby through this. Like we're on Mm. to baby number two through all of this insanity. And I'm sure, Um, again, she's not the only one that's pumping. I mean, Chicago Police Department, how huge is that? I mean, it's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes it almost harder. Like, who do you go to? Exactly. That's the thing is that like these, especially these big cities with these police departments that are just so massive. I mean, I, you know, the, the supervision and the policies and making these things like happen uh, consistently and correctly has got to be a nightmare. (sighs) And, you know, it just sucks that these people have to go through this and anybody else out there who is going through this. I'm sure there's many people who can relate to this kind of thing. Yeah. Or even just being told straight up, like, no, you can't pump. And then we're like, well, here's the law. Well, no, we can't, you know, we can't do that. But I'm sure like our first person, she probably never, ever thought that she was going to run into a difficult time. Yeah. Like because of where she was going back to, she was going back to a hospital setting and a mother baby unit. Why would she ever think that she was going to have trouble saying, I need to go pump for 15 minutes. Right. And you know, like why would you ever, and that's why she's her advice that I'm assuming is, you know what plan ahead, know what the policy is and get everything in writing because she wished she had done that because she never probably never thought that this was going to be a problem. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like when it is, I, I can't imagine. Because I know if I, if it were me, that's how I would be. I would be like, oh, this isn't going to be an issue. I don't need to worry about it. You need me to come back early? Okay, I'll come in and help out. I'm not, I'm not even going to worry about the pumping. <laughs> that would totally be me. I would yeah. totally be that naive yep. to think that it would be totally fine. And then when I get the rug pulled out from under me, it's like... What the hell do you do? Because you have nothing to back yourself up with. Well, no. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like, well, you need to fight and you need to advocate for yourself and you need to do this. All these things that are true and that we say, but it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Because there you have this organization that's just basically like ignoring you and harassing you. Bigger than you. you. Yeah. Bigger than you are. It's like, yeah, you can go get a lawyer, which the cop did. Um, But like... It's like, okay, I'm going to go get a lawyer to argue with my um, workplace. That's just, I mean, that is that. And then go back to work every day. And then go back to work every day. Exactly. <laughs> How do you do that? How? Yeah. 
I, I don't. I, yeah. But I, don't, and I don't know how anybody out, how, how people that you work with, and this is again, me being so naive. I couldn't imagine doing this to somebody. That's why I can't imagine like that. There are people out there that at, behave like this. That would actually like try to take pictures of her, go through her things and, you know, like bust in while she's trying to pump and outward lie and say she's needed. And how dare she be pumping when she's needed on the floor? When you know, it's not true. Like, how yeah. do you do that and lay your head on a pillow at night? Like, come on. I know. When I was when I was going to go back to work, and I ended up not going back to work, but my supervisor was really supportive. She was like, you know, you can just have that bathroom, and we'll clean out the refrigerator, and you can, you know, you, you, I had an office, so I could just pump my office, and she was like very prepared, and and I didn't end up going back, but it was it seemed like it was going to be, you know, the ideal situation with at least a supervisor who was supporting me. But I know how it would have gone down. I worked there for eight years. I know exactly what would have happened. I would have been allowed to take my breaks and like the larger, the larger team, you know, the, the outside of my, I was a therapist. So I know outside of my, outside of the therapy unit would have been like, you know, oh, where's Abby? Oh no, she's taking a pumping break. And there would be like eye rolls. There would be, cause this is what went on with people. Like if somebody called in sick. Oh my yeah. God, we would tear them apart the whole day. Oh my God, they're so lazy. Oh my God, they don't work very hard. And, and you know, it's like, this is a place where we were working with physically aggressive, mentally ill teenagers where we were asked to it, intervene physically daily. Like we were all working really, really hard all the time. And God forbid someone called off. God forbid somebody left early. I I know exactly how it would have gone. I'm not a team player. Yeah, you're not a team player. Oh my God. I can't believe she's pumping again. It must be nice. Must be nice to sit in your office and be able to pump. I know exactly mm-hmm. how it would have gone. Because I was a part of those things too. You know, like, yeah, just, you know, <sighs> Being, you know, stab- backstabby and, I, you know, I'll admit it. I was. I was I was all caught. We were all so caught up in, in that um, environment. And that's how you acted. You had to give all of yourself and all of your time or you, you just weren't good enough. And that's, yeah, that's the service industry. Yeah. That's what you, that's what it is. And you get nothing in return. And when you need something, oh yeah, you're fucked because uh-huh. it just doesn't it doesn't go. Like yeah, that. and I was a social worker. They're like, here, here's your thirty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, gee, thanks. And your huge ass caseload. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you're no no time away. It's just yeah, it's, it's just terrible. Wild. It's wild the way that companies. Uh, what they can get away with. And we really live in a culture that really supports the company so much more than it would support the individual employees. Mm-hmm. Cause we are all supposed to be, you know, supporting this, you know, system, right. Which is just all these organizations. Right. And so they win. And then we've got people that are just, you know, End up weaning early, exactly. Earlier I was than they say, planned. Of course, I mean, I'm. I probably would have quit too. I would have been like, forget this. 
Right. How do you, yeah, she like are, you know, she said she was pumping drops. Why bother at that point? They win, you know, like yeah. they win. I mean, if you literally cannot get milk out because you're so stressed out, like you have to quit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to feed your baby. Right. But I mean, what an, what a horrible place to go to work to every day. Yeah. How do you how do you go to work in this place every single freaking day? Yeah, and you're made to believe that it's like a gift to have this job. You know, it's like yeah. you have the threat of losing this job all the time, you know, and you have to have a job or or you die. You know, you can't that's the system we live in. We don't take care of people. You just have to work. Even if you're like bleeding, you gotta go to work. Mm. Crazy. We can stop before I get into a whole capitalism rant. <laughs> I mean, it kills people. I, you know, I it's, know, we're all just like killing ourselves working for this stupid system. And then our babies are the ones that end yeah. up, yeah. you know, getting the last of it. They end up being the ones that suffer. It's not their fault. They nope. can't get the milk now. Right. Well, but we've got another business for that. Right. Exactly. And it's really, it's just really unfortunate. But we were really grateful for her to, that she gave us this story. Yes. Because it was a really hard story for her to tell. But we want people to be aware that this happens. And if you're somebody that this happens to, you aren't alone. And we will always support you. However we can, even if it's just listening. But um, it's really hard stuff. It's really hard stuff. And if you're getting ready to go back to work, you know, just... You know, don't tremble in fear. <laughs> she probably made you really afraid. We just want you to be prepared. So go to work and start talking to people about what's going to happen when you come back and where you're going to pump and the times and get it all in writing. Because maybe you're not even thinking about it. You know, yeah. you're probably not even... Who thinks about not. it? Who thinks about that? Yeah. But make sure, you know, and if you don't want to do it before you go out, then do it while you're on maternity leave. Send an email to your boss. I'm going to be coming back in eight weeks. What's the plan? I want to make sure we're set up. And yeah, you tell them the plan. You say, I mm -hmm. need this. I need this amount of breaks, this, you know, length of time. And here's the laws that say this is what I am supposed to have. And then, you know, say what you need and have it in writing, have people sign it and hand it out to everyone. If there's more than one you know, supervisor that needs to be aware of what's going on. If there's other, just send it around to everybody so that everyone knows. Hey, yeah, wallpaper the, the building with it. Yeah. If there's other people pumping there. Talk to them, find out what they've done. Cause you just, you want to make sure you're covered. Even if you think this is the best place, I have great support here. It doesn't matter. Just make sure you're covered. Absolutely. Things can change. You never know. Maybe you got a new boss while you're out. You never know. Eh. Sorry. And <laughs> they suck. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's our workplace bullying. Um, hopefully nobody's going through this. If you are and you want to reach out, you absolutely can. We'd love to hear it from you. And thanks, thanks for it. listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.